360 pounds. Ugh. Just saying it. Welcome to the Pizza and Cookies podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I am your host. Um, hopefully you listened to the last week's episode, know where we're at, what's going on at the moment. Um, 360 pounds is my weigh-in for the restart of my weight loss journey. My, as I said last week, my goal is to get down to between 240 and 250 pounds. Um, when I was in my prime high school, weighed the perfect, like for me perfectly at six six foot two um i was i was i was like 240 245 230 somewhere in there um when i was when i graduated high school and i was in like the best shape and condition i played football for a couple years um i was i'd worked my ass off one summer and i dropped down i had i was already been a bigger guy but it it was like my perfect everything obviously i could i could get closer to 200 would probably be a little more healthier and probably 240 is probably still considered obese, but that's my goal. But um, we'll get into that here in just a little bit because that's the topic of this this episode is me wanting to talk about what my plans are with my why I'm doing weight loss, weight loss the way I'm kind of going to try and go about doing it this this go around. I'll talk about that. Um, but um, a couple things to talk about. First of all, I am worn the f out because. <laughs> Uh, Planet Comic Con was this weekend here in Kansas City. Uh, it's the biggest comic book convention in the Kansas City general area. Um, I know they they've got a couple big ones. Like I think there's a Wizard Con or something. There's some a big one in St. Louis, but I don't. It's hard for me to talk myself into driving three and a half hours to St. Louis, especially because then you have to find a place to stay, and you know it's just it's a pain in the ass. But um, so we have a Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City. We used to have another one called uh, Kansas City Comic Con. I don't know what's going on with them. They haven't been around the last couple of years. I don't know if they just can't do it anymore or what's going on. But um, I went to go out there on Monday or on, on, on Friday. The con was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I went out there uh, on Friday, but didn't really get to do much of anything. There was a big thunderstorm that just blew through Friday. Um, it was like 70 degrees in Kansas City on Thursday. Thunderstorm blew through Friday. And then it was snowing Saturday morning. I drove back downtown Kansas City to go to the convention and walked to the convention for my parking spot in a snowy, rainy, wintry crap mix. But um, yeah, so uh, didn't really do anything much on Friday, but on Saturday, um, I got up there, um, plan was to get up, go hit two panels, uh, meet up a couple buddies of mine that I go to the con with every year. Um, one of them competed in the a street fire tournament. Um, I was walk around for a little while, hit a couple other panels in the evening. Um, anybody who's ever listened to, um, there's some guys on the YouTube and run several podcasts called kind of funny. They were in town, they were hosting some panels. They had a meet and greet afterwards. They had their own panel at the end of the day, Saturday. Um, I had a whole stuff slew of stuff planned. Um, didn't quite go as planned. Um, the first, I, I got there for a 10 30, um, uh, panel that, the person never even showed up. Um, I'm not even going to talk about who they were because that, that kind of was annoying. But uh, Brandon Sanderson, who's an author, and I'll, you know, I'll get in my writing stuff that I want to talk about here in a couple episodes. But he's an author that I really like, um, but my I've gotten my son into liking him. Um, he had a panel that I sat through, which was really cool for me because he talked about it. Um, he gives really good writing advice. Um, he does a lot of stuff online and does classes you know, talking about writing and, um, the dude puts out like four or five books a year. It seems like I, that's a probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but he writes all the time. Um, but, uh, he, he's really good, high quality stuff. So I sat through his panel, um, which was a really good panel. Uh, his next his current book that he just released this past November called skyward, which is a young, a uh, young, a young adult book, uh, which is really good. My son loves it. Um, he talked me into reading it. I really liked it. Uh, he read um, the first chapter of the next book of that. He gave answered several Q and A questions. Almost all of them were about writing because I think a lot of people that were there, not only fans of him but of his writing advice, and he gave some really good advice. Um, and I actually got to give ask him another question today because I didn't get a chance to ask him my question during the the um, 
event, but it was basically like, how do you transition from writing these big epic sci-fi fantasy novels like the Stormlight Archive or Will of Time that he helped finish, uh, that Robert Jordan did? Um, but how do you transition from writing from the the young A style and what fits for that genre to jumping into just epic fantasy and I, he didn't really talk about it. Tell me about his mindset of that, but he did, he did say that it's, it's kind of helps him because it breaks up how he writes. So the big epic fantasies can take a lot out of him. And then it's nice to break off and then do some YA work for a little while. It keeps him from getting burnt out on one genre or type of the other and then going back and forth. So that was really cool. But um, his panel got done and I went to go, I spent the next like, 45 minutes walking around trying to figure out where they were doing the the um, Street Fighter thing. Uh, I was really proud of my buddy Jeff. He, um, he he made it all the way to the finals. Uh, it was a double elimination tournament. He he lost to a guy that was just destroying everybody. Um, and then he went to the loser's bracket, worked his way all the way back through the loser's bracket to face the same guy again but lost again. But it was really cool. He had some epic come behind fights and this was really only two losses were in both championship matches. So but he finished second overall in the tournament. It was really awesome. I was really proud of him. That was really cool. Um walked around for a little bit more. I mean, there's so much to do with these conventions. It's kinda of unless you plan out ahead of time what you're doing. Um got to go to the kind of funny panel, which was really fun. And then went to um, the meet and greet for a little bit afterwards. They they bought out this whole, well, they didn't really buy it out. They took over the Flying Saucer in downtown Kansas City, which was really cool. I stayed for a little bit for that, but then I drive home. Got home really late last night. Um, got up this morning, did it again with my wife and kids. Um, my wife is a huge Mick Foley fan. Um, something I'll probably end up talking a lot about is uh, professional wrestling. I do like professional wrestling. Yeah, I know. I'm a grown-ass man. I still like it. It's fun to me. It's in it's a male soap opera and even female soap opera. This female wrestling has gotten so much better and it's gotten so much more respect than it used to back then. But Mick Foley was there and I was getting an autograph for a friend's child, uh, her son while we were there. And I got to tell my wife, Hey, we're going to go meet Mick Foley today. And, um, she just geeked out. So as we were getting the autograph, I said, he's like, you doing any pictures? We had to pay extra for the pictures. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do any pictures, but my wife would love to give you a hug. And she, he was just like, all right, let's get this hug in. And it wasn't like a normal side hug. Like, Oh yeah. My wife went full blown, wrapped arms around this man. It was just, she just looked like she was a little girl, just happy as can be. And he was a big hug and she just was all geeked. Um, so we did that today and then uh, we walked around we walked the show um, it was a struggle for Monica um, with her her stuff she's got going on um, it, it's, first, it's a weird thing with her her foot's been like swelling up more with the RA than most other things but um, she struggled through it she did pretty good uh, had to fight through, through a lot of it uh, the standing in line for the Brandon Sanderson uh, signature so that was the other reason we were there today was so that Austin could get his Skyward book signed and I got a couple copies of Legion the first two editions the first two copies of Legion um, the third the third book in the series by Sanderson is only available in the Omnibus but I, they were giving them away and I took them and I was like yeah I'll have them sign it so Austin got to meet him asked him a question and uh, he asked him who he recommended what other books he recommended and he he recommended Discworld to my son and I loved it because I'm a huge Terry Pratchett fan I love Discworld so I'm going to be really interested to see how my son uh, takes uh, Discworld but he's into reading some pretty cool stuff so but the, the hour and a half standing there just waiting for, in the Brandon Sanderson line I think was the hardest for, for Monica but she, she trudged through it uh, the walk back down to Power and Light, uh, which is the entertainment district not far from the convention center, was pretty good. Um, downhill from the convention center, uphill going, but you, that was really that was pretty hard on Monica. I was, I was feeling pretty shitty, honestly. Um, by the time we got back to to where we we grabbed something to eat while we were there before we left. And it was a struggle for her to just get up like three or four steps. So we started doing ramps and stuff. But we got home afterwards. And we both kind of crashed for a little bit. Um, so that was my weekend. It was super hectic, super busy. But it was a lot of fun. I really like when the con comes into town. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. I'm a huge geek. Anybody who knows me knows this, all the other stuff I do. So it was really cool to, to see all these famous people come into town kind of funny crew were great i got to talk to greg miller for a little bit he was nice brandon sanderson was nice mick foley was a it's always been a nice person from everything i've ever read he's very 
uh, kind and gentle, and he really was really nice. He took a lot of pictures with a lot of people. Um, but walking around, just the cool cosplays, one of the things, I I, am, I love cosplay. And I'm going to talk about that here in a minute when I start talking about my weight loss stuff because there's something I want to get into at some point. But it was just really cool seeing all the costumes and the effort people put into it. And we're talking like anything from full grown ass adults down to kids. And it was, it's really even better when you see the little kids that get into it. There was a kid dressed up. It was honestly, it wasn't that hard of a costume. It was just like, it looked like a cardboard head and the rest was just a, like a white spandex outfit. But there's some marshmallow who I guess is like some singer, whatever. I don't know. Did something with Fortnite. And if it was involved in Fortnite, my kids were all over it. But, um, they did this. There was a kid there dressed up as Marshmallow, and my six-year-old lost it. He wanted a picture with him, and he go. He wanted a picture with the. There was a guy dressed up as the Mountain from Game of Thrones, and Logan thought it was the coolest freaking thing in the world, and so he wanted a picture with him, and it was it was a cool picture, um, and I'm gonna post some of the pictures up on on the uh, Pizza and Cookies website, uh, as well as on the the Instagram and Twitter. But I he really he really got into seeing the picture or seeing the people in costume and taking pictures with some of them, not all of them. Some of the more intimidating ones, he, which you would think the mountain was intimidating, but no, <laughs> um, he just thought he looked like a cool big night, but there were several points where he just, he, he he was really hesitant to talk to people. He is really likes um, Raven from Teen Titans. And there were several Ravens. There was one really good Raven that she was really nice. Um, she didn't want, I took a picture of her in Starfire because um, she was with a girl that was dressed as Starfire. Um, and uh, if you don't know much about Teen Titans or Raven, they're, they're Raven and Starfire, two characters from Teen Titans, who is a group that's led by uh, Robin, uh, Batman's old sidekick. Um, there's also Beast Boy and Cyborg. Um, look into it. Good stuff. Great stuff. You're probably familiar with Teen Titans Go on Cartoon Network. A very, very lighthearted kid friendly and centric version of Teen Titans. I know a lot of people like the normal Teen Titans stuff, the, the more serious type stuff but i think they both have their places um but anyways he 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 wouldn't get near her and he like freaked out but they were really good costumes and i don't know what his problem was with or why i think i don't know if he's like oh cute girl i'm gonna back off but um it was a lot of fun the cons are great um hopefully i get to do something next year with it but um okay so that that's how I've been in the last week. Plus it's just been a hectic ass busy week of work. So my normal stuff, um, we're going to talk about my weight loss thing because that's the main thing I want to talk about, but I do want to make an announcement. Um, I told you guys, I was going to try and talk to you about the new podcast that I got going. Um, we were going to supposed to record tonight, but between the comic book convention and some other stuff, my the co-house co-host has gone on. It didn't pan out. Um, but, um, hopefully we record tomorrow night and the first episode will be up next Saturday. Um, I was, and see, now I'm going to have to look it up while I'm sitting here doing this. I was on Twitter a couple months ago and there was, there's a, um, group of people that I love following, um, comic book debate. And I'm looking it up while I'm talking to you. Comic book debate. Now, I apparently need to change what stuff is hooked to what here um comic book debate i don't know why it's not showing me what i need to know okay so there's a gentleman that runs the Farouk brothers Faruqi, Faraki. i don't know how i say it i apologize in advance guys um that run comic book debate but Shiraz, um, Shiraz, i again sorry um posted a couple months ago he had ranked every um, comic book movie. Um, there's a website called Letterboxd that I even use right now for um, how I rank certain movies. Um, but he had ranked every live action theatrically released comic book movie. And I was like, wow, like there's a, and I'm looking through this list. And I'm like, man, there's movies on this that I haven't even thought of in forever. Like, and then there's some movies that I realized I had actually never seen. And I was like a little like, whoa, like that's weird. Like, I don't know why I've never seen this. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. And I was like, you know, there should be a podcast and, and there may already be one, but there should be a podcast that does nothing but watch and rank comic book movies and tries to hit them all. And so I was talking to some 
couple different people trying to to get it all figured out and um so i came up with the idea of a comic book I, basically we this is what this comic book podcast will be about um it's only about comic book movies um and we'll we tell we'll review basically the, the way it's going to work is we're going to review two movies a week or for every two weeks it's going to be a bi-weekly podcast it's going to run opposite of my a bit hero podcast but we're going to review two two comic book movies and um every two weeks we're going to talk about the two we we reviewed we'll also talk about trailers and other stuff going on in in the comic book stuff in the comic book movie sphere um but then we'll talk about and we're going to start we're going to start a list we're going to start all time just in general comic books and then we're going to break down DCU and Marvel movies. So there'll be three running lists that we'll be going with me and my co-host. Um, and we're going to set it up. So before we, we're going to have a couple episodes before we start actually reviewing. But um, we'll, we'll talk about our pre-show lists and stuff too. But once we start reviewing, we're going to have fresh new, new um, lists. And me and him are going to sit and talk. And we're both going to have each of these three lists. And they'll get linked up to the to the website, to the podcast and everything else we post so that people can just click on and look at where our lists currently are. But we will rank overall how we feel about all these movies we watch. Um, we're going to do, we will do a complete MCU in review where we start from, and we've already talked about this. We'll go from um, the, the preferred Marvel watch order. Um, we'll do a DCEU review, um, but we're also just going to pick other movies up and start doing it. But we're not going to start the Marvel one. We'll talk about. I'll, we'll, we'll break it down in one of the first couple episodes about how the reviews will work and stuff. But um, the name of the podcast is going to be the Real Superhero Project, and it's R E E L. Um, it'll be op- up, and I'll have an active part of the website available on the Pizza and Cookies Podcast Network, um, pizzaandcookies.com, a little bit later this week. Um, the plan is to have this Friday or next Friday be our first episode. Um, we're going to, like I said, we're going to have a couple episodes where it's just us introducing ourselves, talking about our taste and where we are. Uh, my, my co-host leans a little bit more Marvel. I lean a little bit more DC. We both like them both though. Um, but yeah, so that's the announcement. That's kind of my half-assed announcement for the real superhero project. Um, and I'll stick the logo on the, um, Instagram, on my Twitter at PSA Prez and which will go feed over to the Facebook page as well too. So yeah. So that's my that's my big announcement. Kind of big announcement. Um so yes. So one of the things that we were I wanted to talk about transition over here is um for the next couple of weeks I'm gonna talk about my um my my New Year's Eve goal or my New Year's goals, my New Year's resolutions. Um and the first one I'm going to tackle is one I, I'd love to show off with. I, I weighed in this morning. I talked about this last week. <clears throat> I weighed in this morning at 360 pounds on the dot, which was good and bad. Um, sorry, I need to take a drink. The um, It's good and bad because I thought I was going to be way over that. Um, as I said earlier, at the beginning of last year, I was at 398 I believe. And by the end of November, I was all the way down to 343 or 345 or somewhere in there. <clears throat> so I had, I had lost 50, a little over 50 pounds. So I have in essence, since the first week of December gained back 20 pounds. So a little under 20 pounds. So that, that pisses me off that I gained back the 20 pounds, but man, I just felt like I gained back way more than that. So I'm, I'm still starting ahead of where I started the last time, but the fact that I've now added 20 more pounds back to my, I was, I was at hundred pounds. I needed to lose hundred pounds. That was my goal. Now I need to lose 120, which is better than 150, but still 120. And it's frustrating. Um, so let's talk about how I lost my weight last year. Um, a friend of mine, um, had been talking to me about, she was wanting to try keto and I've had people want to talk, talking to me about keto for forever. Literally it feels like forever for like the last four or five years. And, um, I just hadn't done anything. Like I read about it. It just seemed very daunting. Like I couldn't imagine completely dropping bread from my diet and the thought of eating so many high fatty foods was just really 
weird to me. Like, so you're telling me to eat a whole bunch of bacon and cheese and meat? Like, that just didn't sound healthy for me. Um, it sounded like, as somebody with high blood pressure, it sounded like a heart attack. Like, just, oh, here, let's just accelerate this. Um, but as somebody who's pre-diabetic, probably full diabetes now, I don't know. Um, I need to get that checked. I know. So don't flood me with stuff about that. Um, but uh, as, as somebody with high blood pressure, that was like, scared the shit out of me um but i kept it read up about people saying that, like there was no there was no proof that it would it would hurt people with high blood pressure but obviously when you're eating such high fatty things you would think it would um but it actually would help people who were diabetic or pre-diabetic so but she had told me and so i was talking to her one day and um, i was like you know what why don't we just do it i was like why don't we, we do it and we keep each other honest and she was like, sure, let's do this. Now, she doesn't live near me. So it was like we, we found some apps that worked with us so that we could, we could keep track of all our stuff. Um, and we would tell each other every we We weighed in every Monday and we would tell each other what our weight was. And no matter how embarrassing it felt, which was really weird because I never talked to anybody about how much I weighed. I think my wife kind of knew how much I weighed because I think I might have said something to Monica at some point about it, but I'd never actually given her a number. Like, I'd gone to several doctor's appointments, and every doctor's appointment, I would just kind of get more and more depressed and mad at myself. But, you know, like everybody else, I wouldn't do anything about it. But um, I don't know. There was something about having somebody to talk to about it who I knew struggled. And, you know, this – and my wife is a huge support for me. I will – I she always has been. She always will be. She will support me in anything I do. And – this might sound bad and I have apologized to her. I tried to explain this to her before and she gets really frustrated with me, but my wife, even at her heaviest has always looked like a beanpole, especially compared to me. Um, she gained a lot of weight after our second kid or after Logan, but didn't really lose it back. She got up there, but she like, when I met Monica, she was at like 125 pounds. And she's always been really thin to me. And she's like 5'11", so she's tall. So it's like, it's just kind of like all of her weight has, uh, and as she's got heavier, I say heavier, she's never really gotten heavy. But like as she put on weight, the older we got together, it all filled in like normal spots. Nothing like ever made, she has never looked fat or obese to me. Obviously, when she was pregnant, she had weight on her. And right, right afterward, most women carry the weight for a little bit. But she's never just looked like she needed to lose weight to me. Um, but and, and even now, uh, and especially with the RA and the way her diet has changed, she's actually dropped a lot of weight. She's back down to, I think, 130-something. Um, she's wearing jeans like me. She's wearing jeans she hasn't worn in forever. Um, but it's, I've told her, it's like, it's hard for me to have you as an, um, a support and trying to keep me honest because I don't feel like she needs to lose weight. Like I just look at her and I don't see it. And so like, for me, it's in my head and I know it's all in my head. It's like, I know you're trying to help me here, but you don't understand where I'm coming from on my end, which I honestly, she doesn't because she doesn't know what it's like to be as heavy as I am in comparative to what what is comfortable because I am uncomfortable in the weight I've always been in. Um, but so it's kind of been hard and I don't, now that's not, and having said all that, the woman that I've been, that I started doing the keto with, she was overweight or she, she is. I mean, we're both, we both are, but in a position where you, you look at pictures of me and her now, and then you look at pictures of me and her not together, obviously, but separately when we were, 20 years old and there's a vast difference and just you could look at somebody and say well these two don't look healthy now especially compared to how they looked then so it's one of those things where she knew the struggle I was going through and like how anytime you tried to lose weight it didn't seem to work no matter what you changed in your diet or exercise you just never felt like it was working but to rewind a little bit from that, I want to say it was, I'd gone to a doctor's appointment in about January or February. Oh, it had been February or March. And that was when I weighed in at like 398. And it was like, oh my God, it was hard to look at for me personally. And then I want to say um, April or May, 
I had seen a picture from uh, my son had won an award. My oldest, Austin, had won an award at school. And we had gotten the picture that the, the newspaper had taken because it got put in the newspaper. And I had, it's up on our refrigerator. And I want to say it was, it was probably May. I looked at the picture and I was utterly disgusted with myself. And I kept trying to figure out things I needed to do to lose weight. And it was just one of those things where I couldn't, I, every time I looked at that picture, I got so mad at myself because I looked so disgusting to me. And we, and you know, and that's a thing. Like there's the people who lose lots of weight all the time. That's always a thing. They always say, well, you know, you, I looked as I saw this picture of myself and I was like, that's really a thing. Like I hadn't noticed it, but I looked at this picture and I was like, oh my God, that is me. And so I want to say it was like, I walked a little bit around like June or July. There was a park not far from the house, like less than a half a mile. And I had walked a little bit with the wife and kids. And I kept thinking like, you know, I, should, I need to walk more. When I was in the best shape of my life, I walked probably every damn day, two to three miles every day. And when I was in high school and right after, it was just, I was living at home with my mother and it was just part of what I did. And it was like one of these things where I'm just, I need to start walking. So in June or July, I randomly started walking. Just, I would go up there every once in a while, but I hit it hard in August where I was walking two to three times a week. And I was walking between a mile and a half to two miles. And then I started pushing myself to do three miles. Well, I weighed myself in August and I was down to 280 something or three or 380 something. And I was super stoked. I'd lost over 10 pounds just by freaking walking and cutting the pop out more. Um, I was still drinking pop, but it was like once a week or a couple times a week type thing. It wasn't the, a liter or two a day. It felt like, um, but I cut that out and I'd lost 10 pounds and I felt pretty good about this. And so around August is when I started talking to my, my keto buddy and we just, it was one of those things where August went through and September and we're talking to her, I'm losing weight by walking. And, um, I was like, okay, let's do this. And I was, I think I was down to 280 when I started keto and I started, we ended, I ended up starting keto on freaking Halloween of all the stupidest days in the world to start keto because <laughs> there's always the candy tax. There's always this kind of stuff where with, when you're a parent, you have kids, you get home, you separate out the, well, this kind of looks like it's been open. We're throwing this away and everything gets done. And then mom and dad go now, let's see, that's going to be mine. That's going to be mine. That's going to be mine. And then we separate out and then we give it to the kids. Um, I couldn't do it as much as I wanted to, couldn't do it. So that was rough <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I, I did it and I stuck to it and I completely dropped the pop. And before I knew it, I was dropping weight every week was like five plus pounds. And I was feeling really good. Um, and then as I, I got to the end of November, like, I don't know what it was. It was just like, this is like, I'm doing this. And I started setting goals for myself. I was like, I'm going to do this till I hit 300 pounds. And then I'm going to, I'm going to start scaling off of the keto. Cause I've I'd read that you apparently aren't supposed to stay on keto long-term. And I thought if I stayed on it, I could get, I could do it for another two or three months and I should be able to hit 300 pounds, which means I would have lost an entire hundred pounds on just keto or mostly keto. And then I would start kind of scooting the scale around a little bit and working in more workout routine. Um, because I didn't want to keep dropping weight too fast. Uh, but about the first week of December, I woke up, uh, it was a Wednesday morning. I woke up at like four o'clock. I had to go to the bathroom. You know, so I was a little uncomfortable in the stomach, you know, so I went, up to, I went, I went, got to the bathroom, I laid back and I was just, man, I really wasn't comfortable. And it was like in the middle of my stomach and a little bit goes by and I just, I fall back asleep for a little bit, but not much. Um, and I just can't really fall back asleep and it's off and on for a couple hours. And like, I am just totally not feeling good. And I called into work. 
I said, I said, I said, I said to my boss, I said, Hey, man, I got some kind of problem going on with my stomach. I don't know what it is. It does not feel good. Like, and, and you know, my boss is like, try just pooping. Well, yeah, no crap. I tried that. Like nothing was working. I tried, felt like I had to, but nothing was working. Um, and my wife who was having not, not a great day herself because of her RA and other things. And I just couldn't get comfortable. And after a while, Monica was like, are you okay? And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like there is something like the, the way I was explaining to people it felt was like somebody took a whole bunch of tacks, rubber banded them together and just shoved them right, like underneath my sternum. And I couldn't figure out what the, for the life of me, what the hell was going on. And so I was like, I'm going to call my doctor. And I tried calling my doctor and there was a long wait on the hold. We'll call you back. They said they would call me back in two hours. And I was like, shit, two hours. Okay. So I put my number in. It's like 10 o'clock. And I just, and I was talking to my wife and I'm like, man, I don't know what to do here. This is really uncomfortable. So a little bit goes by and I was like, well, I could go up to this free clinic up here and they can look at me, but then they're probably just going to send me to the emergency room. So I finally was like, you know what? fuck it let's just go to the emergency room i'll pay the 100 bucks for my copay i'll do the emergency room and we'll get it done with so about 10 30 11 o'clock we go up to the emergency room and like the first thing somebody says to me is sounds like your gallbladder but we'll get it checked out and i'm like oh god and i start freaking out because i have a, a friend of mine uh, a friend of mine named matt had had his gallbladder had ruptured and was starting to go like all gangrene and stuff. And they had to, um, they had to cut him open and clean him out. And he's got this freaking scar that runs from about his sternum down his middle of his stomach. And it's like something he proudly shows people big ass, hairy stomach. And he's always like, yeah, check this out. Um, he's like, I could have died. <laughs> so when they said, this, it sounds like your gallbladder. I'm freaking out. I'm like, Oh shit. I don't need this shit exploding. They're going to cut into me and all this other stuff. So they took me to go, I did a couple of scans and they're like, man, you got, you've got some definite stones and something looks off with your gallbladder. So, um, they basically said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in, we're going to remove your gallbladder, uh, and get rid of your stones. It's basic procedure. Everybody does it. And I'm like, okay, cool. No big deal. Um, but I had to stay the night Sunday or Wednesday night. And then the next morning, and like seven o'clock in the morning is when I had my surgery. And they're like, we're going to make a couple small incisions, go through, clip it, pull it out. You'll be good to go. Well, <laughs> apparently the stone was a little bit bigger than I was told the stone that they had to take out was a little bit bigger than a, a golf ball, but not as big as a baseball. And so I've got the couple small incisions they told me I would have, but I also have about an inch and a half incision not far below my sternum right where the pain was um where they they had to actually pull it out um so it was like totally not expected or anything like even they were like they were impressed they had never seen a stone like that and they said my my gallbladder was toast and they had to they so they told they just took everything out um but yeah so then i stayed the night thursday night and then they released me about friday afternoon so, but then, the, and I'd asked the doctor, I said, no, is this, I, I just didn't know. I was like, this is because I was on keto and they were like, we don't think the keto caused it. Um, you probably already had some issues and it just kind of kept getting worse. Um, but they were like, but we don't want you to go back on the keto anytime soon. So I was like, okay, I understand that. She said, we, we need you to get on a normal diet of just eating normal foods and get back to normal. So I did that. Um, probably a little bit to the extreme because um, I was like, I haven't had a normal cheeseburger. I had pizza. I hadn't had pizza y'all. And let me tell you as a man who loves pizza with all his heart, not having pizza. Like I had a mush. The, I, there's these things. I can't wait to eat some more of them. I can't, I don't know why I just don't eat them. Anyways, the, the portobello mushroom caps, you, you, you just, put some olive oil on them you cook them for a little bit then you put a little sauce sprinkle a little cheese some toppings on it and you put it in let the cheese and everything melt these things are amazing just talking about them right now even though i'm full from dinner tonight i they were great um but i also and then there's also the you take the the mound of cheese and just put it on a baking sheet or on some wax paper and you let it melt and then you put some uh 
some pepperonis or something on it. And there you go. You got the a pizza sauce. You get some low carb um, uh, pizza sauce to put with it. And I'll tell you, Prego makes a low carb pizza sauce. that is really good to where like, we're even buying that now over normal pizza sauce. Cause that's how much we all liked it. But it was, it was, it was really good. Um, that, but, uh, like eating <laughs> does not substitute for eating a real pizza. And Oh my God, I probably binged on some pizza off and on for the next couple of weeks after I was able to start eating greasy or well, not greasy stuff. Well, yeah, greasy stuff. Like, it's like you can work some of this stuff back in. So, and honestly, since then, I just haven't given a shit because the holidays are stressful. Everybody knows this, you know, we have bills, especially with my wife's RA and me now being in the hospital for three days and having to pay for that, um, paying for Christmas, life, a work schedule that oddly enough never slowed down. I normally slow down at my business that I do um, around the end of December and into the beginning of February. That is our slow point. We never slowed down in the last four or five months and it's been hectic nonstop and stress has gotten to me. I've done a lot of stress eating and a lot of stress drinking. I befriended pop again. It was, it, it, I know it was bad and I shouldn't have, but I did. So I know that I'd gain weight back my jeans that I could fit into again, I can still fit in. So like the weight I had lost off of my hips and everything from last year has, is still kind of off, but I'm gaining weight in other places that I don't really care for. And it's kind of pissing me off. Um, so it's like, I need to change. And like, I have a goal. I want to hit the goal for not only myself, but for my family, I need to be healthy. Um, and like one of the things I've talked about, like I want, I want to cosplay at next year's, um, planet comic-con here in kansas city and i think i kind of want to do like a gender bend on harley quinn and be a male male harley quinn and if my wife is feeling up to it i would love to get monica to be the joker i think it'd be really cool and we could go on a day without the kids i think it just i think it'd be a lot of fun but um i also would love to cosplay as the black mask i love the black black mask i think it'd be a really cool thing to just do just go up there and walk around and take pictures with people um but i need to lose the weight to get into shape to even think about doing either of those things so um but yeah so now i'm sitting here so day one is technically going to be tomorrow but since i record this on sundays every sunday morning i'll get up and i'll wait myself um so yeah so 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 right now i'm at 360 pounds my goal is to lose 120 pounds is where we're at and um so i'm gonna i'm gonna write this down lose 120 pounds now I dropped a lot of weight in the matter of like four months doing straight keto. I'm not, I'm going to basically try and go back to keto, but a little bit modified As I got to the end of keto or before my keto went out. I realized I wasn't hitting any of my goals. The only goals I was hitting was I wasn't eating anything with carbs and my carb intake was severely down. I was, so I was trying to keep it between 25 and 30 car, grams of carbs a, a day. And if you look, that's like a piece of bread, maybe two pieces of bread. And that's the entire carb intake I was doing. But you're supposed to have a high protein and high fat count because that's what burns um, when you have the low carbon intake. I don't know if my words aren't working. But um, the further I kept going, I just wasn't eating as much because my appetite had gone down. So while I was keeping my carbs perfectly at level and I was keeping my protein up, for the most part, I wasn't getting my fats in and I was, was having a hard time wanting to just keep eating fatty foods. Um, but I was still doing the walking and everything else. And that was part of, and I'll, I'll, I will say is more than just an excuse. One of the hard things I had that changed everything over the winter was we got hit with a lot of snow here, more snow than we've had in years in the Kansas city area. And where I normally walk, was all iced or snow and they never got it cleaned. The, they never did anything with this park over here. I went to go walk twice and I about fell and died. It felt like because it was too slick and all this other stuff. And I didn't want to pay to go somewhere to go walk. And I would, the closest mall that I could go inside and walk in was 20 minutes drive. And I didn't want to do it. So I just was like, it really kind of annoyed me. I thought maybe they would take care of the park a little bit better, but the walking is a big part of it for me. Um, so, so starting this week, I'm kind of, I'm taking the core keto and I'm going to modify it. 
carbs are going back down, but they're not going to be as low as the 25 to 30. My goal is 50 a day. And I know the whole ketosis thing and everything, but honestly, the biggest part of losing weight is a good, healthy diet and, you know, common sense exercise at the most part. And so like, if I keep my carb intake down and I'm thinking 50 or below in a normal low carb diet, that's not keto, they say like a hundred to 150 and like, man, the first time I ate carbs after that, I was like, wow, that's a lot of carbs. But I want to see if I'm going to try and keep it at 50 below. Um, I'm not going to try and hit high fats. It's just not going to work. Um, I want to keep good, healthy protein is something I want to try and hit. Um, like some kind of chicken or fish every day would be great. Um, and then my walking. Um, tomorrow, I walked last Monday. I did a crap ton of walk. You know, I might not walk tomorrow. I'll be honest. After the walking, I know I hit 12, 13,000 steps yesterday. I'm pretty sure I probably hit... 11,000 steps today, maybe a little bit more. Um, my legs are feeling it and I think I might need a break <laughs> from walking. So I might not walk tomorrow, but I know I'll walk Wednesday and I'll walk Friday. Um, I also, I want to do DDP yoga. Um, I've done it before. Felt really good. I was enjoying it. I want to mix it in. Plus we have this stair stepper thing here. Um, I want to try and use the combination of the walking, the yoga, and the exercise equipment that we have in the house mixed with the diet. Um, some of the things I want to do and work on is um, it, it, we, we eat out. It's just something I can't avoid, um, especially when you're on a budget. And I know this sounds weird and people always say you save money by eating at home. The problem, the problem is, and, and, and it's an, it is partly an excuse. Um, by the time I get home from work and by the time Monica's got the kids going. Neither one of us want to cook. Plus, we do all our errand running during the week, sometimes after work. And it's easier and it is cheaper to buy just eat out. Because I have a whole nother tirade I need to go on about, like, the cost of eating healthy because I think it's ridiculous. Um, we'll save that for some other day. But, like, Monica isn't always in a position to where she can cook. And when she can, it has to be, a, like, easier food. Because she can't lift a lot of things or do a lot of things. We bought an air fryer that I'm going to utilize the crap out of. Um, we finally have used it a lot over the last month or two. And I love it. This is probably some of the best wings I have or is in this freaking air fryer. But um, I want to utilize it a little bit more. Um, but Monica wants to try to do a little bit more of the eating healthier with me. So our eating habits are already going to drop. So it's going to be mostly feeding the kids. So we're kind of help. We're going to help. That's going to help with the budget type thing. But having said that, um, we are going to end up eating out. It's just a thing I'm going to have to deal with. Um, any side, I, so for example, anytime we go to fast food, um, there's almost always everybody has a alternative to French fries or something. Um, I'm going to try and just always get those alternatives. Um, I may have French fries every once in a while, but it's not my goal. Like anytime I go out, like I love Chick-fil-A, um, political things aside, um, they, you can get a this, there's this kale salad thing you can get which I actually really like I don't I'm not a big fan of kale but I like that salad thing um, I know like McDonald's and Wendy's and a lot of these places have a salad side salad that we can you can get um, also I think I'm just gonna start getting maybe just like a burger and um, a drink not getting a combo because sometimes that's even cheaper anymore anyways. So like when we're forced to eat out, I will make exceptions almost every meal. I'll be one of those people and I'm sure it'll piss somebody off, but you know, it's, it's what I'll have to do. Um, but at home, I'm going to try and lean more. I like, there was a lot of stuff I was eating that I really enjoyed off the keto diet. And I'm going to, I mean, the, the crux of everything is going to be keto, except I'm doing the higher carbs and uh, lower um, fat intake. But it's not like a huge, massive change or, you know, like I'm not just doing 200 carbs or 300 carbs now. I'm only raising it by like 20 or 30 carbs and I'm just lowering the fat intake and then I'm just going to try and hit the, the movement stuff hardcore. I don't have a time frame. I guess my time frame for losing 120 pounds is I'm going to put a year on it. By the time the comic book convention rolls around next year, which they says next year's planet comic con is March 20th. Yeah. 20, 21st, 22nd. I guess that's my goal. And 
I'll um every episode for for the foreseeable future, um, I'll start the episode off with my weight update. So episode one this week, hundred or three hundred and sixty pounds. My goal for next week is two pounds because I'm going to try and be realistic about this. I would like to be down to one fifty seven. Um, or three fifty seven. Um, I know that sounds weird, but I, I didn't. I didn't expect I was going to lose the massive amounts of weight that I lost quickly the way I did last time going on. It's just it, it really shocked me. Um, so, but I'm mostly going to go back to that diet. So I'm really kind of looking forward to it because. I'm just going to keep the fat intake lower than I did before. And what's great is, or one of the things that's funny is a lot of people have now started doing keto more that I'm like friends with. And they're posting all these recipes that I never even thought of. But now, especially now with this air fryer, I am totally in. I'm like really looking forward to this whole losing weight or this air fryer recipe thing. Problem is I joked with Monica that I needed to get a new basket because um, that way I keep one, use one, get one clean, Next night, use the clean one, wash the dirty one, just keep cycling them out. Um, plus, Monica's liking the stuff that's in it. I really want to make some fish. Um, I want to try and eat one thing of fish a, a week um, and at least two things of chicken a week in terms of just straight cooking and eating a piece of chicken. Um, and then I need to load up on a whole lot of veggies. Um, one of the other things that restricted me on the keto diet that I really, I don't know. It's, I understood why, but it was, it was hard for me because I love fruits and vegetables and I wasn't really able to eat fruit because of the sugar intake on it. Um, I'm going to allow myself to have some fruit. Uh, I'm not going to binge fruit, but like if I get a handful of grapes or eat an apple one day, or something like that. I just, I need that crisp freshness that fruit gives me at some point. So, um, also I'm going to lay off the pop. I may have one every once in a while, but I have, it's, what's really funny is I started uh, this past week. I wasn't going to drink pop all week. And I think, actually, I think it's last two weeks and I haven't had pop all for the last two weeks. I've been drinking water and tea, which is what I was doing last time. But what was really funny was yesterday um, I, I'm, I was, I told myself I was allowing myself to drink whatever pop I needed while we were at, while I was walking the comic book convention. Cause I was going to need the caffeine, like the hardcore caffeine, not just everything else. So, but I never had it. I just drank water. I didn't drink a whole lot of water Monday or on Saturday, but I did drink some water. Um, I drank way more water today, but then tonight I had a Dr. Pepper at dinner because it was kind of my, today was my farewell meals. I had pizza for lunch slash dinner because it was a super late and then when i had a cheeseburger and fries from freddy's tonight um it was so good both of them were so good so but having said that i probably won't eat pizza again for a while or if i do it's going to be like one piece so i'll, I'll everything will be monitored the app that i use which i really want to give a shout out to that i really really like is um it's called carb manager did i say that right hold on carb Car manager, uh, you have it has things you can use on it um, that are free, like you can monitor your stuff. But if you pay for it, like it'll really help you track with a lot of stuff. Plus, there's like a literal butt ton of recipes. Like I got so many recipes off this thing that I used the last time. It was so good. So um, look into that if you're if you're doing like a low carb diet. It also will help you will set up a low carb diet. I'm gonna try and figure out the all the macros I want to hit, and I'm gonna I can actually just input what my goals are on Carb Manager, and it'll allow me to do those and hit those, and it'll track them for me. Also, it has a lot of stuff inputted in it, like something from Chipotle or Applebee's or whatever, and it grades it on a keto scale. Will tell you like where it ranks A to F, like in a normal letter grade. So it'll help you monitor where you were at. So it was really cool to help me track some of the stuff I was eating last year. So I'm going to do that again this year. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to utilize it again, especially since I paid $15 for it because I was paying for it for every three months and I paid $15 for it about two months ago and I just haven't even touched it since. So, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Um, I'll give, so next week you can plan. I'll give you an update of where I'm at. Like I said, my goal is two pounds. I want to get down to, I want to see if I can get to 357. 
Um, yeah, this this weight loss thing is going to be a big part of both this show because I'm going to talk about it. I'll give you an update every week of where I'm at or how I think I thought it went um, with my my intros of like basically how the week was and so on and so forth. You know, my normal spiel, just talking about what happened last week. I'll give my weight loss update. We'll go from there. I know a couple other podcasts I listen to are also doing weight loss challenges. I might try to work with them on this kind of stuff because I think it might be fun to do a co thing. But um, yeah, that's my episode. It was a longer episode than last week. Um, Probably about 45 minute episode. Next week, um, another one of the goals I want to talk about for who I for the stuff I'm doing this year is um my writing goal because it's something that's important and something that I really like I really want to get into writing more um I'll talk a little bit about the stuff Brandon Sanderson talked about at the the convention this week I'll talk about that I'll talk about all the goals that I have for writing next week and also I'm gonna try and get my first guest on next week I have several names written down um also We'll try and have all my questions figured out for the first round and go from there. Um, also, again, if you have people that you would like to hear me interview or talk to, um, listen to the first two episodes so you'll get an idea of what the interview process is like. But if you have a couple of people you or anybody you like think is interested or that you think would be cool to hear somebody's story, let me know. Um, on Twitter, at PSA Prez. On Instagram, at PNC Network. On Facebook, at PNC Network. I don't know if there's an ad on Facebook, um, but I'm easy to get a hold of. Uh, send me an email at psapres at gmail.com, which I will probably end up changing that to something that has to do with pizza and cookies so that I keep everything more uniform. But I will get to that at some point. Um, but again, thank you for listening. This is episode four, two weeks in a row. I need to hit, my, my goal is to not miss an episode for at least the first four months. So that's four almost 20 episodes that I want to try to hit. So keep me honest, yell at me, whatever. Um, on your, um, I'm on your, the, so pizza and cookies is up on iTunes now. So, um, give me, give me a, a rating five out of five would be great, but be honest. I don't care. Uh, but either way it helps me and it helps the podcast get seen. Um, leave a comment, give us a rating, uh, check us out on the website at, <laughs> at pizzaandcookies.com, uh, Twitter at PSA Prez, Instagram at PNC Network, and on Facebook, same. So thank you for listening. Uh, I look forward to next week. And also, um, I'll probably get in an 8-Bit Hero podcast this week. And if we can get off the episode for the first episode for real superhero project will be this Friday or next Friday. I'm going to try and alternate that and 8-Bit Hero every Friday, but having said that, for this week, I might get them both in. So, yeah. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Um, Thanks for listening.